0: okay let's begin we're considering abraham tonight abraham was a pilgrim on the earth and like everyone abraham battled the flesh but he was a he was a spiritual giant and his life is important because god chose him as head of, israel, of old testament israel <coughs> excuse me religious Seeds planted in Abraham, Abraham's heart would grow to spring forth; would grow grow to bring forth great truths in the New Testament Church. And one of those tr- truths is covenant theology, the theology to which this church subscribes. Abraham became a leader of a great spiritual. Host. but before he did, the theology to which this church subscribes, but before he did, he underwent great trials. Let's go back to his early life. He received his divine call when he was living with his father in Ur of the Chaldees. It was there that he received a message from God calling him to separate himself from his old associations and to go forth into a new country. In that message, God promised Abraham divine favor, great posterity, and great influence. Abraham would become a blessing to all the people on earth. God kept his promise. By the way, Abram was his name at the time. Let's read the passage. We'll begin with Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4. Genesis 12 verse 1 Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Abraham obeyed the call and became the leader of an innumerable company of pilgrims who also sought the city whose builder and maker is God. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10. But Abraham became a traveling man, and most of the events in his life are are connected with his travels. Let's look at some of them. We're examining Abram's call. Terah, Abram's father died, thus making Abram the patriarch of the clan. It was through Abram that God began building a new nation. At this point in the scriptures, The narrative quits. Let me repeat that. At this point in the scriptures, the narrative quits the rest of the branches of the human family and its worldliness in order to focus on Abram and his family. Though the scriptures don't trace the development of worldliness, the scriptures mark the source of worldliness as the sin in the garden. And the scriptures show sin's downward tendency but with abram the scriptures turn away from the darkness in those other branches to devote attention to the light from heaven scripture shows how heavenly light pierces the darkness in the human heart in order to put new spiritual life in the human race and we see that in genesis 12. now here's the question Regarding that, in Genesis chapter 12, was Abram saved in that chapter? I don't know that I'd go that far, but it's evident that God is now working in this man's life. Something is going on that wasn't there before. God got Abram's attention, and the generations of Shem that began in Genesis 11... Came to a stopping point as God issued his divine call to Abram. Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Notice that the call consisted of a command and a promise. A command and a promise. First, the command. The command was to leave the place where his old and close relations lived and to go to a land that he had not yet seen and didn't yet know in order to obey the command God would have to break the three ties that he had in his life the first tie was his tie to his country God said get thee out of thy country God does the same thing today for example Judith Collins is from Canada She grew up there, but the Lord called her to Kenya, East Africa, and she's been there over 40 years, and it looks like she'll die and be buried there. Like he did with Judith, God called Abram from his own country. Abram didn't know where he was going, but he followed God anyway. Sometimes God's call is indefinite. We don't know where or when. Sometimes we go till God settles us down in a certain place. At 75 years old, I'm hoping and praying this is the last place for Linda and me. I like it here, and I think Linda does too, so don't kick us out just yet. Abram went out in obedience to God's call, and as he obeyed, God blessed. I said that in order to obey the command, Abram had to break three ties in his life. The first was his country, the second, his kindred, and the third, his immediate family. Adam took Lot with him, so he didn't forsake all of his family. Evidently, Lot wanted to go because he loved Abram. The Bible doesn't talk about that, but it's interesting to know that God didn't have Abram forsake all his kindred. In fact, years later, Abram sent back to Ur of the Chaldees for a wife for Isaac his son physically Abram broke ties with his extended family and though lines of communication remain open between them and now let me do that again physically Abram broke ties with his extended family and though lines of communications remain open between them and that's good because there may come a time when that extended family is needed. For example, as I said, Abram was able to find a wife for Isaac, his son, back in the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. Now, one of the things that I've seen since I've been here is the value you folks place on family. Listen, young people, never sever all ties with your family. There may come a day when when you will need the family you left behind. So nurture those ties so that the family can help you in your time of need. Perhaps you'll be of help to them sometime. Regardless, maintain lines of communication between you and your family. For the most part, you people have that down pat here. So Abram broke ties with his country and with his extended family, and then third, the third tie he had to break was with his father's house, his immediate family. Note the text in Genesis chapter 11, verses 31 and 32. And Terah took Abram his father, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, And they went forth from the land of Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came into Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years. And Terah died in Haran. Terah, Abram's father, gathered up the family and went to Haran where Terah died. Then Abram continued to follow God. We finish with the command. Next is the promise. Look at verses 2 through 4. Genesis 12, verses 2 through 4. And I will make of thee a great nation, and will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of, Ab- out of Haran. Seventy-five when he went forth. I believe he was in good shape at that age, unlike me. Nevertheless, God knew what this seventy-five-year-old man was able to do. But what about me? Sometimes I look up to ask God, what are you doing to me? Don't you know I'm an old man? God's reply is always the same. I know what I'm doing. My grace is sufficient for thee. God dealt with Paul similarly. Note for 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, so I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I was the Lord, Christ. that might depart from me. He said to me, My Jesus is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I'm not all. I know all. I've received no revelation, but when I talk to God about my age, He my grace is sufficient for thee. I don't make or take pleasure in my need. But I know that if I lean on Christ, then I'm strong. For there is no strength in me. Perhaps that's my design. For now I must lean on him. I'm not one to lift myself up. I'm here to lift Christ up. Abram was 75 years old when God called him to go out to serve him. Anyway, God told Abram to go. So Abram went on his journey into the south from Haran, not knowing where he would go, but knowing that God would bless him as he had God's promise. The promise corresponds to the command. For example, if he would lose much, country, extended family, immediate family, he would gain much. I will make of thee a great nation. In other words, I will recompense, I will compensate you for the loss of your personal family. Barnes said that the nation earned, where Abram lived was fast sinking into polytheism polytheism and idolatry eventually they would have many gods so God sent Abram away from his former family and nation to escape idolatry that in itself would benefit Abram and his clan God would make Abram the head of a new nation note the words and I will make of a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be bless thee. Abraham believed the promise of God, and God proved himself to Abraham. Then God said, I will bless thee. The er, earth, the place Abraham left, was the scene of many earthly joys. But the Lord would pick up for the loss with the better and safer place temporal prosperity. God took Abram away from that pagan idolatry in order to make sure Abram would worship the one true God. God would keep Abram clean. Abram would not be involved in false religious cults. God protected his servant. The result would be that Abram would be a blessing to many people. God does say today he takes us away from our sin-filled environment, puts us in another place. He takes us away from that apostate church to put, put us in a Bible-believing church. Abram will be a blessing to many people, and we should be a blessing to many people. There was truth in that purpose, as Abraham became a blessing to the nations of the world. Father, further, Abram's line This is important i think abram's line remains with us today for example though there are physical jews who are not of abram's family there are spiritual jews who are of abram's family you and i are part of the family of god that began when abram obeyed the command and received the promise god certainly made abram the father of a great nation Genesis 12, verse 2, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now, I doubt Abraham, or, excuse me, I doubt Abram had this perspective on God's promise. But it's true that we are part of this nation of whom Abram is the earthly source. Paul backs this up in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, and if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, Abraham seed and heirs according to the promise. The promise that Abraham or Abram received applies to us. Spiritually speaking, we are Abram's seed. Now, I want to say this and I want you to hear it and take it to heart. In the next verse beginning Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3. And I will make thee, make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great and be a blessing, and I will bless them, bless thee, and curse thee, and, and curse thee. And, and thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Well, I, I like that verse, verse three. I believe that promise applies to you and me. Certainly it has applied to you racial Jews throughout the ages. I believe it also applies to us who are Abraham's seed. Here, there are exceptions. We can always find them, but I believe that God cared for his people. We can see that through the ages. And we can see the opposite. For example, Stephen was stoned to death for Danny Christ. John Huss was burned at the stake. Similarly, latter and Ridley were burned at the stake. There was Martin Luther, who God saved from martyrdom when the Roman Church tried to have Luther recant. But Luther wouldn't recant. Let me explain. Before the Catholic court, Luther played these words, something very similar. I cannot, I will not recant anything to go against conscience. It's neither right nor safe. Here I stand, I can do no other, so God, so help me God, amen. I don't know if those were the exact words, but that was the exact meaning of what he said. And God rescued Luther, the elector, Frederick III, took Luther to the Wartburg her Castle for protection. Luther walked in God's way. And Abraham obeyed the call and set out from her under the guardianship of his father, Terah. Another companion, as the Lord had spoken to him in verse 4. Terah's death had already occurred and had been recorded. Terah was with him, so there was no need to repeat that fact. But look as mentioned with Hebrew 2 he said I not knowing where they would go but had God's hand and protection from them and that's the same hand in which we press as we serve God I think that God I think that God's promise I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee is valid today Listen to me, if I were you, I would not support Hamas in its battle against Israel. I wouldn't do that. I know that the Jewish nation is not without sin, but I believe that that principle remains true. I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. So, to the world I say, you can take my physical life. But my soul is in God's hand, and you can't have it. And I say to the world, don't harm God's people. You won't prosper in life, especially not in the life to come. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we come to thee in the name of the Lord Jesus. We have no other hope, no other help, no other good than than what comes from thee. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And we praise you today for your goodness to us. Bless us in our time of prayer. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.